So, yes, um, I got my hair cut yesterday. And mm-hmm. then this morning when I was doing my hair, I was like, ah, these bangs, these new bangs I got for myself, they, they're not quite working. So I found the scissors and I helped them out. What, do you, what are we thinking here? I think you might want to go back in and have them trim them up. Says me, the queen of let me just fix up this new $100 haircut I just got. Oh, oh yeah. Always. That was me. I was like, but I can't push these out of my like eyeball. And so I made them a little smaller. Did you cut them with a real haircutting scissors or like the kitchen scissors? Um, well, you really want to know? I do. I couldn't find the real haircutting scissors <laughs> as I needed to get myself moving. And so what did I use? The little scissors that came with the dog trimmer. <laughs> so they are meant to be used on hair, but I'm not sure the quality of these scissors. No, Jen, let's correct that. They were supposed to be used on fur. <laughs> oh, yeah, I oh. suppose. <laughs> on that note... <laughs> listening to Pushing It, where we talk about all things pregnancy, birth, and life with a new baby or life with Jen's hair. Yeah. Because if you can't laugh with your, without peeing yourself, you might as well laugh at yourself while doing it. Or laugh at Jen's haircut. Right? Yeah. I might laugh at your hair so bad I pee myself. Oh, I'm just kidding. It's, it's not, not that, that bad. bad. Come on. <laughs> I'm Jen Laird. I'm Elise McAllister. And right now she has a better haircut. Oh, I'm wearing a hat because I need to get my roots done. I think we're going to need to Instagram our faces today. Oh, maybe. All right. Check it out on Instagram. You guys can see it. You can can weigh in on Jen's bangs and Elise's roots. Actually, I'm wearing a hat. Well, I, yeah. Yeah. Those, those are definitely roots. I am in the middle of moving. I do not Uh, have time to get my hair done. We get it. Okay. Hi there, everybody. Can we just talk about something before we jump into this episode? Besides my hair? I'm so sick and tired of all the things that everybody is like, you got to get this. You got to get this. Right? For the baby. It's all for the baby. We got to get the 5,000 different types of strollers and carriers and warmers and coolers and whatever but what about the mom what about these parents Mm. what about the person growing this little human being what does she need so what are you thinking i think we got a list of 10 things that you're gonna need for this pregnancy right here and i'll tell you not a whole lot of them are gonna cost much money in fact i'm gonna tell you this whole list is probably under ten dollars oh so we're gonna start with um the one item that the costs one money. The item you got to go and buy. So we want you to think about getting an awesome water bottle. Awesome water bottle. So true confessions, if I have a water bottle that I like, I am so much more likely to drink water throughout the day than if I have to like go and get a cup and like remember to like fill it back up and go find it again. If I have right. a water bottle, I'm like, of course, it's bigger than a cup and I'm just going to chug some water. Yeah, and you get a sense of how much you're drinking, too. Because when I have a cup, I can't really remember, like, how many glasses of water have I actually had? So keeping it by you, this full water bottle, 
is a great idea for staying hydrated because hydrated bodies mm-hmm. in pregnancy are much happier. And get one that's fun. Um, I have a long-haired dachshund, as many know, and I have a cute swell bottle with cute little dachshunds all over it. It's adorable. You do. It's really, really it's cute. cute. I just got one with like a really awesome elephant on it. I Ooh. really like it. Mm-hmm. It reminded like me of my trip to Thailand. using it. Thanks, Jen. I used it when you were over and I was doing yard work. Oh, I was okay. using it. Okay. Um, so get a water bottle that you love. I like to have a straw and oh. I don't like metal water bottles because I feel like it all tastes like metal curious because I would say I am not usually a straw water bottle person <laughs> um, and I do kind of like the metal one but like they've, they've changed over the years. Wow. They're nicer. In addition to the great hair debate we're also going to need you guys to weigh in yeah. on social today the on the bottle. great water bottle yes. debate we're only on number one let's see how Here. many debates we're gonna have here's another Instagram. idea um on the water bottle is um my daughter ordered a whole bunch of really adorable stickers Ooh. from i don't know maybe etsy maybe amazon i'm not sure somewhere like super fun fun stickers and I think it makes her want to carry her water bottle around with her more often. So. I love it. Yeah. So decorate it. Do something. But make it an awesome water bottle that you drink out of all the time. Can we underline another thing here? Um, you briefly said it and then I cut you off. Is that <laughs> um, our pregnant bodies really like hydration. Right. So our uteruses, which are nice little muscles um, holding our, our babies, um, they don't like to be dehydrated. And when our uteruses are dehydrated, they tend to get cranky. And that crankiness is in the form of cramps, which are not progressing contractions, meaning you're just not feeling good. It's like labor for no big deal and for nothing. For no reason. Yeah. So stay hydrated, people. Yeah. That's an order. Okay. That's number one. Number two. Hmm. What you need is a thick skin. Oh, thick skin. Oh, yeah. And what I mean by this is that everybody's got an opinion when you are pregnant. They've got an opinion on how big or small your belly is. And someone might have an opinion on you being big in the same day that somebody has an opinion on you being small. True. They might have an opinion on where you're having a baby or how you're going to raise this human. They might even have an opinion on where you're going to send your kid to college and you're not even (laughs) halfway through your pregnancy. So many opinions when you're pregnant, guys. Oh, my goodness. Right? So you got to develop this ability to brush it off because you're going to get all the opinions from here on out. Everybody loves to tell you that their way is the right way. But you can say no highway. Oh, I like like that. (laughs) (laughs) So clever, Jen. I think often when we talk about having thick skin, I can envision then somebody being kind of angsty and like middle finger, you know, throwing some swear words out there, which is totally fine. Which you know, that's one way of describing thick skin. Another way is just thick skin looks like resiliency. Like Mm -hmm. Elisa said to me. Um, I don't know. Say something you would say that I need to have thick skin about. You should go get those bangs fixed up by a professional. No, not that in pregnancy. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you meant like something I said to you just today. No. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Are you pregnant with twins? Are you sure you're not? Ooh. Wow. Don't you just hate me now? (laughs) 
So the way I could view that would be uh, this person's really ignorant and has no idea what a body does to create a child. Um, or I could see it as um, she's trying to tell me that I'm not eating enough and not taking care of my body or my baby. Um, or sh- I could view it as, oh, no, there's a medical problem because somebody told me that I'm not big enough for how big. Too big. How- Sorry. Too big for where I'm at. Like, I was trying to bring some personal stuff in there because I got the opposite of... Yeah, and I had the twins. Uh Uh-huh. And then turns out our babies were roughly around the same size. Right. Because everybody carries differently. And Uh people don't tend to acknowledge that. They just seem to want to give an opinion. But I actually think it's that people want to engage, right? They just want to engage. And they're not sure what to say. Yeah. And um, I think that we can learn as a society that maybe just don't say anything. <laughs> right. Right. And but they're not listening to our podcast. No. So we then have to figure out how our, what's our response going to be. So some people go sarcastic and other people just um, maybe have one-liners like, um, yeah, huh, isn't it interesting? This is how my body grows babies. Yep. Or if somebody told me, well, maybe, <laughs> um, wow, it looks like you've got twins in there. Are you sure you're wrong? I would say, well, actually, you know, maybe I, I was sleeping during the ultrasound and you should have come. Or, you know, I, that's probably oh. not that great. But, you know, maybe come up with a, a witty one-liner. I, I actually obviously am not that clever at them. Yeah. But you might be. And that's okay, too, if that helps you with your thick yeah. skin. I don't think it makes you rude. They're, they're the one being rude. So mm. you do what you need to do. But I, I, this is a good skill to start practicing now um, that you it's more of an internal compass, really, that we're talking about rather than coming up with witty one liners, because inside what we don't want to have happen is for lots of those sorts of um, advice or comments to be taken to heart. And you start kind of, um, I don't know, questioning of yourself, feeling not as confident, not then trusting your intuition. Mm. So it's that it's that heart work of like, okay, whatever, you got an opinion or you said something stupid, meh. So I'm resilience. not going to think about it. You're just resilience. talking resilience, which Practice is really resilience. what number three should have, or number two should have been, is resilience, right? Yeah. Because it might not be the person at the grocery store saying those things. It might be your mother-in-law. <sighs> And then you don't get to come back with a witty one-liner. You know, it could be so many different things. Or it might not even be somebody trying to be rude. But if you're anything like me, you're super sensitive and vulnerable during your pregnancy. And everything feels really intense. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that kind of leads us to number three. Compassion. And, Mm. you know... At first, I named it grace, and then I named it, like, self-forgiveness. And Jen was like, uh, is the word you're looking for compassion? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I am, actually. Compassion Have some compassion for yourself. Just the rude comments and I'm not just talking about, or you know, shaking off those rude or comments. Such. I'm We're talking about, about compassion for yourself when you discover that it is really tough being pregnant. It's not just hard when you're thinking you know, in your third trimester and your belly is big and it's hard to move around. It's hard in the first trimester when you're exhausted and you've got this tiny little baby 
and for the first time in your life, you want to nap all the time or food doesn't sound great. And so instead of eating spinach salad, you want to eat Lucky Charms and really having some compassion for yourself for needing to do those things, to give yourself breaks like naps and French fries and movie nights instead of going out on a summer night, Mm. you know, those kind of things. I think it's the beginning of a transition to parenthood where you are getting to know this evolving self of yours. So it requires a lot from our bodies to grow a baby. Mm -hmm. And so we could also reframe this to look at it as um, I am preparing for parenting parenting and parenthood, um, (laughs) whatever word I'm (laughs) trying to use. Parentinghood, exactly. Um, And knowing that my lifestyle will be altered. Um, I'll go back to my phrase that our our life doesn't stop because we have a baby join us, but rather um, there are going to be some changes due to our lifestyle. If um, you tend to go out to dinner five nights a week, you're probably not going to do that with a baby or a toddler, Hmm. right? And so um, how is it that we can view this not as I'm a wimp, I'm tired, I'm this, I'm that, but with self-compassion, look at some of these needs or ways that we pay attention to what's happening in our body from the perspective of self-compassion and lowering potentially our expectations of what we quote should be able to do. Um, And that is critical preparation for parenthood. And I want to even give a little bit of the flip side of that. As I recall, when I was first pregnant with my first, you know, I had loads and loads of energy. And then I felt like I got ran over by a truck. And I was like, oh, no, who is this person? Am I forever going to feel just exhausted? Mm. Is this you know, is this my transition to parenthood? I was this young, energetic person, and now I am needing to go to bed at 7.30 at night, knowing that, yes, this is part of a transition, and this is just a stage of life. Yeah. That you'll have energy again, that there is no tired like a first trimester tired. Hmm. And kind of the same with the third, but it's just different, right? Yeah. Like, you're you're going to be able to put your own shoes on again, after this baby comes out, if that's where you need compassion in the third trimester, you know, I, I couldn't wear shoes in the third trimester. My feet were a little, little big for my, my shoes. So having some compassion of like, Hey, this is, this is just a season of life. We're going to get past all of this. And I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I'm not very good at this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am not very good at, self-compassion or transition. So when I had an arm surgery, um, I got home from the day center surgery sort of place and I um, picked up something or was trying to unzip my sweatshirt, something like that, right? And then all of a sudden there was bleeding in my um, gauze, right? And my my brother-in-law was I think he'd given me a ride home or something. He was around and he's like, Jen, why are you doing that? No, let me do that. And got kind of agitated at me. And I, but I have this like, I can do it. I'm, I'm sort of like a two-year-old. I do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so I guess I just want to, I want to relate that um, this is not necessarily easy. It is an emotional, potentially for some folks, this is an emotional challenge. Um, 
So I get that. Take it easy on yourself. Yeah. That is a skill you need to build because I we're really that's a tough thing as a parent. I mean, let's just be honest, right? Mom shame, mom guilt. Oof. Yep. Right? Like there we have we have some episodes alone on mom shame or mom guilt. Like start practicing letting go of that guilt right now mm-hmm. because it doesn't it doesn't just magically go away after the baby comes out. There's social media doesn't help it either, but that's a reality that we all live with. Yeah. Is that we all have lots of mom guilt and we got to ha- practice letting that just roll off of us too. Yeah. So true. All right, number four is snacks, snacks everywhere. Ooh, nice. Um, <laughs> it's snack. not really that. It's snack time when? All the time. Always. A little snack um, in the morning, snack in the car. What kind of snacks? Protein. Um, so, yes, we all know that Elise grew babies on Captain Crunch. <laughs> Not but, full of protein. Um, I didn't drink the milk. Nope. So think about um, what are some protein sort of snacks that are easy to carry. Um, if you're Elise, it is uh, string cheese um, <laughs> that she tends to eat uh, way past when she should, but whatever. Let's keep that on the DL, Jen. Yes. Um Another idea is almonds or any sort of nuts that you're not allergic to. <laughs> um, you know, throw it, I, I think it's also some forward planning. Like just thinking about, um, all right, today I'm probably not going to be around food sources for this long. What do I need to pack with me to go? Um, and sometimes it is also a mix of different things. Like if pretzels sound great, bring some pretzels. Um, sometimes that salt can be awesome along with a bit of protein. Um, so then bring some peanut butter to dip your pretzels in. I don't know. Mm, that um, sounds so good. Yeah. You hungry? I think so. <laughs> so we are we are all about snacking because it can keep the nausea away. It also keeps mood stabilized. Low blood sugar tends to make us go a little bit more up and down emotionally. Hangry. Hangry. Don't nobody get hangry. Likes, nobody likes a hangry person. Um, so yeah, think about those snacks. Number five, practice, practice. what? Naps. Practice naps. Oh, tell me more. Practice napping because when this baby comes, you're going to need to have real naps down, like pretty solid, right? So by the time this baby comes, you're going to be snoozing with your baby. We're going to say sleep when your baby sleeps. Uh, And so during your pregnancy, practice nap time. And I think that goes also back to self-compassion of it's okay to take naps. I oh, I saw a research study, Elise. Oh yeah, you you were all excited about this the other day. I Jen's was. a good napper. Um, and I don't remember the exact specifics, but the feeling <laughs> that I got from the research was <laughs> and that... your feelings about research. <laughs> the general feeling I got after reading this research was I felt justified. Um, no, it actually showed that um, taking a, a nap in the afternoon can, or whenever, can help make you um, have more creative thoughts and be more efficient and. Um, Apparently, it doesn't Other help good with things. your memory. Yeah, it doesn't help with the memory, but everything else. <laughs> good job pulling that back into your memory, though, Jen. Good job with that. Thanks. Mm, Thanks. Yeah, so practice some napping. All right, number six, research skills. Ooh. You're going to research everything. 
thing forever while you're pregnant. But you don't have to. No. You can just listen to our show. We'll tell you what to buy. And, um, yeah, like, guys, don't make this a second job. Like, there has to be, sure, don't buy the thing that's been recalled. But, <laughs> I don't know, do some polling. Ask some friends. Send a text to your sister and ask her what she used for a car seat. Um, but, yes, research skills are something, um, I think, don't go crazy. But also, I think doing some research about not only products, but also um, services and ideas that resonate with you. So if you've never heard of some particular things, um, a lot of us who haven't been um, exposed to more than one way, for instance, to have a baby or in a specific location, don't know the options that are out there. So when we're talking about research, we're also talking about care and options for um, birth Mm -hmm. and postpartum. We're not just talking about car seats. Um, So find some reliable sources and do some, um, what do you call it, Um, informal. There's my big word I was looking for. Informal research to family and friends. Yeah, see what you can find. And not maybe not even just family and friends because I know that the way that I had a baby, mm. nobody in my family and friends circle had a baby that way. So it's okay to Google these things and check oh, them out on true. the internet and see what you find. And it's okay if you want to find the car seat with the very best rating. I totally did that. Um, and still, I'm that way. I want to know the ratings of all the things that I buy and the, you know, the crash test you know, info. I think that's really important, but it's also great to join an online moms group yep. and really ask there like, Hey, you guys were all due in November. What are you guys finding as the safest car seat? Cause they did the research too. And you can just piggyback yeah. on that research. So true. That's totally cool. So research your birth team, research the products, uh, research a really good mattress cover for your mm. bed because your mattress is never going to get better than it is today once your water breaks and your postpartum and someday you have a toddler on it, um, all of that. But just develop a good uh, skill for research and figure out like your research style and what is sustainable for you because research isn't a one-day deal. I'm trying to read your handwriting, Elise. Whew. Number seven. It says mom friends. Get some mom friends on your list or get your people. Yeah. So uh, no no hard pressure here. <laughs> if you don't naturally have mom friends, it's okay. Jen was feeling really sensitive about I mom was. friends. I'm not really sure. I was sure. like, Elise, our listeners are going to feel like, oh, no, I don't have any mom friends. How do I make mom friends? They can be your due date group online. That can yeah. be totally fine. It could be your sister across the country. It doesn't have to be a local mom friend. Okay. It could be eventually maybe I'll want some of those. You but. might show up at a prenatal yoga class and meet some other people do around the time that yeah. you are or do it all, you know, pre- pregnant people in general. Make those people make some friends with people who are experiencing things like unusual gas. So meeting some other people who also have a need to keep almonds and string cheese in their glove box. There we go. And, uh, you know, have the same things happening in their life. And they're trying to research car seats again so you can pick up on, you know, piggyback on their research. 
But also, you've got a great, like, three-list kind of deal that you like to tell people about, Jen. Yeah. Um, those lists are um, three different lists of people, one of which would be the, the folks that you would reach out to when mood is not so great. When you're like, I'm having a tough day and I need some encouragement. Another list would be people that you could ask for advice, understanding, resources, who have parented before or understand parenting in your local environment. Um, and then third would be people that you could call and say, go get me a gallon of milk. They're the physical needs meter for you. Um, now, any one friend could be on one or all of those lists, but um, I encourage you to reach out to them even while you're pregnant and say, hey, it's been suggested to me that I reach out and say, you're on this list of people that I will reach out to if I need something physical done. Are you willing to do that? And one reason I'm asking you is it's also kind of keeping me accountable that I, um, if I'm finding myself needing help and you figure it out later, you're like, wait, I was on your list. You should have reached out to me and let me know. So having those conversations with those friends um, or family or colleagues, whoever it is, um, before a baby comes is really a great idea. So Here's the crazy thing. People love to help you, too. I know it feels weird to ask for help, but people really like to help. Yeah. Yep, they're helpers. They like to do it. Yeah. So having those people in your life who have gone through and can be really helpful as you are also going through to normalize and to give suggestions. So develop some of those friendships. Um, yes. Number eight, reassurance. Oh. Talk to me, Jen. Uh, you put that on your list. Oh, reassurance. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Here's what I was thinking about that. Um, going back to what I was saying about normalizing. Sometimes what we just need is reassurance. Mm. And reassurance I'm thinking of is I had round ligament pain. So that meant my belly cramped and hurt in early pregnancy. Um, again, this is not medical advice, folks, but I'm sharing a personal experience I had. Um, and for me to read in a book that said, oh, you're having a you're having a miscarriage. That's what this book kept saying, right? Versus if I chat with my provider and they're like, oh, that's really typical. Your round ligaments are being stretched a bit to make room for baby. It makes sense that you would feel this crampiness, etc. So I would also find some places where you can get some reassurance, not only about the physical um, ways that you're feeling in your body during pregnancy, but also the emotional stuff. When um, maybe you're finding yourself really, the idea of birthing a baby feels really daunting and actually scary, then um, who are the people you're going to chat with about that to provide reassurance? Have some people who are going to normalize the shit out of this situation exactly. for you. Exactly. Oh my yeah. gosh, it's so nice to be normal. I mean, I like to be a little bit weird, but it is so nice when people yeah. just remind you that this is normal. Yeah. You know, you're on this crazy little journey. And, you know, I was I was driving my kids actually out to summer camp the other day. And this just kind of reminds me of reassurance. And we're kind of headed up the mountains to summer camp. And the directions, you can't use the internet for the directions because it takes you to a totally different place. And so I'm just following these like, you know, bullet pointed directions with no landmarks along the way. And it's like, when you see the street, turn right. 
And the whole way, I'm like, am I doing this wrong? Am I doing this wrong? Doing this wrong? And all I wanted was like something along the way that matched the directions, like a landmark or something that says, you're okay. You're going the right way. This is a really, really long drive, but it's it's supposed to feel this way. You are not lost. You do not have to turn around. Because I almost turned around and started again. I was kind of freaking out a little bit. And all I wanted was a little sense. bit of reassurance or normalizing. Like you friends are on your way to camp in this pregnancy. You are on a journey and find those landmarks along the way that say you're okay. This is totally expected and normal. And going along with that um, is number nine, a sense of humor. So maybe <laughs> you needed somebody to laugh at you along the way and go, oh my goodness, before the internet's People actually found where they were supposed to go. We'd write it down on pieces of paper, directions. Remember that? Yes. So we want you to find a sense of humor. Like stuff is kind of funny. Right? If you allow yourself to see it as funny. Oh my goodness. There are so many funny things about pregnancy, which is why we have the tagline. If you can't laugh without peeing yourself, you might as well laugh at yourself while doing it. Right. I mean, seriously, if you cannot laugh at yourself at some point during this pregnancy and your birth and having oh, a baby, yeah. you, you've got to find a way to lighten up because this stuff is wild. This is some crazy mm-hmm. journey you're on and there, there isn't a quick exit. You know, there isn't a way to get off this ride to, you know, it's all just, and make it normal. Like it's, yeah. there isn't like a different road to go on. That's like the normal road. It's all the crazy journey road. And it's. Kind of funny when you let yourself laugh. It's true. Right. It makes it a lot better. You know, when I when I arrived at camp, I was like, oh, I could get lost in a paper bag. And I actually was thinking about Jen because she's the only person I know who's just as bad with directions. <laughs> and we pulled into camp. And I, I got to tell you guys, I looked across the street from the street that I had to turn down, and it was exactly where we get our Christmas tree every year for the last six no years. No way. <laughs> yes. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. Did you take the opportunity to laugh at yourself? Oh, my goodness. Yes, I did. You're it like, was hilarious. Oh, I've been down this road once a year for how many years? It just looks a little <laughs> bit different in the summer, right? Oh, sure. That makes yeah. sense. I mean, yeah, not yeah. really, because we don't get, like, tons of snow or anything in Seattle. But that's still. I mean, not that we were in Seattle still, but just, yeah, yeah. you know, trying to put that out there to feel better about myself. But it was hilarious. And when we picked the kids up from camp, I was like, oh, I got gotcha. you. I don't even need directions, Ooh. written or internet directions. Wow. I know, which felt Expert. very fancy for yes. me. So... Yeah, have a good sense of humor. Yeah. Okay, number 10. I don't know what it is because I can't read it from here. (laughs) It is having something absolutely cozy, comfortable, and welcoming. Could clothes be welcoming? Welcoming is a good adjective. Something at the end of the day that you could just throw on and feel so comfy in Mm. that doesn't matter because we kind of have to pull it all together during the day sometimes depending Mm -hmm. on what you do 
And that can be pretty uncomfortable when you're pregnant, especially if you're wearing maternity clothes out of the house. Woo. Uh-uh. Those were not made for breathability. That yep. is for sure. Yep. There is nothing, nothing is breathing in maternity clothes. Um, and so get home and have the cozy, comfy outfit that you can put on and lounge on your couch or go to bed at 730 with yep. your bowl of Lucky Charms if that's what you need to do. Yeah. So comfy clothes. I, I, I believe in that. I'm all about that. That makes a lot of sense. Jen wore men's boxer shorts yes. for hers. That was her comfy. Still do. Just bought myself some Did new ones really? just the other day. Yep. Oh, my goodness. I love that. Totally. Instagram photo. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> those are my comfy coats. We don't, you know, share those. No, but we will share your haircut. Oh We're my not going to show my roots. Why? I'll share my hat. That's ridiculous. Whatever. I'm not ready to be vulnerable yet. Okay, fine. I'm totally kidding. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, let's keep the conversation going. Um, if you would like some additional freebies and some uh, time with us. Just I love your, time with us, Jen. Your voice to our voice. We invite you to check us out on Patreon because we've got some um, some ways that we can make that happen for you. We'll all feel like family. It'll be so awesome. We'll just spend some sweet time together. Check us out. Yeah, and, you know, we want to keep this podcast going, and we're always looking for both um, physical and financial encouragement to make that possible. So, Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us at Pushing It Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Please like us and comment. Um, Share with us. We love hearing from you. Uh, And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. We know you're listening. We just want to see you subscribing. It's like a little virtual high five out there. So we're high fiving you. Give us a high five back. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.